Welcome to the Order of the Higher Men podcast. This is uh, Jerry. I'm Chris. Will. And I got a guest here today. His name is Charlie. He's a friend of mine from California. He's going to talk about some of the issues that California has. From an Arizona perspective, we really don't know much about California because we don't go there. We just hear it by hearsay. So we'll we'll let him chime in and tell you what's going on. What's your thoughts, man, about just everything in general? I'll try not to keep it too fruity or nutty here. (laughs) But uh, the fact of the matter is... um, I moved out here from Orange County in 2009. I absolutely love the Sonora Desert. It's beautiful. The people out here are great. People in Southern California are great. And uh, we're plagued by a sickness. We're, we're plagued by uh, the status quo. You know, you look around, you got, uh, you know, poor, sick people, grannies. They're scared to leave their home. You got uh, Soros. He's fun, all these asshole district attorneys. You know, L.A. County, third of the prisoners got let out in the last year. Another thing, uh, Charlie joined us. He had family in town, so he's been up all night having some celebrations with them. And he said, Army, Navy game, they looked weak. And if you're not drinking uh, 24 hours straight with your family, you're not American. You're a communist. I, I heard that somewhere. So it has to be true. <laughs> so it has to be true. I saw it on the internet. I saw it on the internet. I had a dream about it. So it's it comes straight from the source. The loins. Yeah. <laughs> it comes from the loins. It's true. So basically, California, because we only hear what the media tells us. What's the average person, since you still have family there and people living there, what are they thinking about what's going on? It's so mixed. You won't believe it. I, it's, it's literally, you can, even my best friend growing up disinvited me from his wedding. Disinvited you, yeah. so he invited we're, you, and then said, "Hey, we're, we're talking about like 1996, like you know, like before I was born." Yeah, yeah, yeah. over politics. Yeah, that's well, sad. I wore a Trump mask to his Halloween party, and that's that was it. Oh, he was on mushrooms, and he was dressed as a clown, believe it or not. Quite fitting. <laughs> well, he is also actually a clown. So it sounds like yeah, uh, he you sounds said, like he's a clown. You, you, said, you said it, not me. <laughs> the, keep the outfit said it. It's okay. <laughs> His ideology. I, I, I wish yeah. him all the best, and I love him to death. And that's where I see, you know, the people that don't agree with me. It's like I'll always answer your phone calls. You just always don't care about him. And that's them. the thing. Like you just pat him on the head and say it's okay. I'm, I'm the here same for way. You. Well, too, man. And, you know, I I notice this, and let's take this on a spiritual route here, because I notice this towards the last year of us interacting together. You know, we would take mushrooms, we'd go play golf, and he would struggle with it. And he would be like, hey, I need, to, I need to put on some reggae music. I was like, reggae? Fuck that shit, man. You don't want that. I'm like, dude, look at, we, we got the sunset in this guy. We got the homies out here. You don't want to listen to that stupid shit. It's going to fuck the vibe. And I realized, it's like, I feel like these people need a noise to keep them occupied. Interesting. When all you need is nature, man. Like, you have the uh... most beautiful shit at your disposal. Like, you're on a golf course, man. It's nothing but nature. It's nothing but purity. It's nothing but pure and good. That should be enough. And it's just you negotiating with a freaking golf ball. And, um, you know, he started getting weird. I was like, you know, it's strange because, you know, he went to a very liberal school up in like Western Washington, something like that. So, like, you expect him to be experienced. 
but I feel like these people, they get pampered. Like, you know, no one ever challenges them. Sometimes you just got to let go and like consider the alternative. Yeah. What if you are getting played? You know, like your father met me to give me a pot plant and he had a freaking bandana over his face like a jackass. And I know your <laughs> father's smarter than that. He's a very intelligent man. He's a cartographer. He makes maps. He's an intelligent man. Yeah, he's got a mask over his face. Why would you wear a mask, a bandana, when you know it does nothing for you? You're just breathing your own dog shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. We watch all these people getting played, and there's so much information to the contrary. Like all the on the COVID tip, I just heard this morning driving over here that uh, Anne Rice died from complications. The interview with a vampire writer, she died uh, from complications supposedly from the COVID vaccine from her heart. Yeah, and uh, so all the goths out there, sorry for your loss. Yeah, and and people aren't talking about it. She's probably old. She probably had other health problems. But the thing is, there's a lot of links that, that anybody with any common sense or eyes to see, like a lot of pe- healthy people are dying pretty close to after getting the shot, you know? So. Back to California. How did your grandparents and parents view California? What was their original motives when they moved there or when they were there um, kind of establishing themselves? Oh, man, they're just victims of the status quo, man. My grandparents would never touch that shit with a 10-foot pole. You know, they viewed everyone north of Tampa as a Yankee. You know, they were yeah. like Floridians through and through. So they never they never went to California, but your parents did, right? Yeah, slowly but surely, you know, moved further and further out west. It's kind of how business goes sometimes, you know. You follow your work. And, uh, you know, I, I got to say, man, it probably was cool as shit. Growing up in SoCal, you know, they're like in their 30s. They're like young. They're getting money. And SoCal's thriving. You know, it's dangerous, but it's on the up and up. It's probably pretty interesting, man. Cocaine was booming out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like, give me a, like a BMW 635i. <laughs> driving down the coast. Hooker you know dust. You know what I'm saying, baby? <laughs> 10 kilos of coke in the trunk. Colombian. It's, it's crazy. You look at, yeah, back in the day, there was that going on, but you had Muscle Beach, you had Venice. Well, actually, Arnold, everything like everything theater. back then was much sexier than it is now. I'll break it down to, like, the food, the cars, the people. Like, let's talk about the broads, man. Like, good God, they didn't need tattoos to, like, catch your eye, you know? Like, they're just, they're fucking stunners. Like, dude, give me that big-ass hair. Like, where'd that go? <laughs> Yeah, give me some bush, man. Give me something I sink my teeth into. What happened to that? I, I yeah, it went it went away. Like last time, why? I went, why? I feel like we went soft. Like we flopped on it. No, it, it, everything's emasculated. Well, why? Where'd it go? Like that's the question. Like that shit was hot. I want it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know what? It's it's cultural changes, you know, and I think that it's going in the wrong direction for most people because it you you got they're That's just all childish. vapid. Most, like, most no of the women hair, are vapid. No yeah. hair is childish. Just like child's play. Yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of creepy. I'm not against that, man. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I think it's fine. It's fair. But but the hairless guys out there, if that's your thing. We can't knock it. Yo, if you don't have hair in your armpits, fuck you. 
But women, no hair in your armpits. No, no. I was watching this wax video of this lady. She had dreadlocks in her armpits. And I was like, I want to stab my eyes out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I swear to God, I saw some fancy-ass Hollywood chick with fake-ass armpit hair the other day. She probably bedazzled I was like, shit. man, I'm not a Photoshop expert, but... <laughs> That's some like black powder under her armpits. Real fucking armpit hair. She was trying to look like ultra feminist. Yeah, yeah. it was like Kate Beckinsale or some shit like that. Rose. What yeah. the fuck? I couldn't imagine. No, one of them hot ass bitches. You know, Kate, like yeah. 1996. Like, hey, I had armpit hair. I was like, no, you didn't. That's mm-hmm. Kate. Uh, K-H-G-H Beckinsale, dude. They're like on everything, man. You like, know what I don't like is when you can't vampire call somebody blood. out. You can't call somebody out because the cultural norm says otherwise. Like you can't say somebody looks weird or they're fat or whatever the case may be. Oh, you know what? That's healthy, dude. It is. I, I was telling, I was telling, I was telling Jared earlier. That's like how, um, I don't like Denmark or Sweden. They don't have health care. They're just like, hey, yo, you're looking kind of chonky. You might want to take care of me. They're like, yo, you're right. Like, I am getting kind of freaking bad, dude. Like, in Japan, I heard this from my boss. Oh, Japan's bad. I heard they got like a fat tax. And I'm all about that. I'm no, all about the freaking fat tax. Like, yo, if you're fat, you should get taxed. Like, I'm smoking. Like, I'm taxed for that. Like, I pay a vice tax to smoke. I agree. I'm sick of looking at it. It's, there's no aesthetics there. Like, yesterday I seen a guy at Fry's, man. This dude was like 400 pounds, man. He was huge. He was a monster of a man. But his gut was like hanging out of his shirt. He's over by the pies, you know? <laughs> Like he had a half shirt on, and his stomach was like you could see the individual that full, hairs. That was a on full his shirt. Side. I bet you he that probably. Had, he, I bet you he hasn't seen his dick in many years. No, I. I probably no. It's probably legally declared dead right now. Yeah, and I don't. I often think about that too. How are you passionate or sensual with your lady, dude? So I thought you were talking about the cashier. That's why my bags are always skimped, man. <laughs> dude, I'm missing a pie. <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's that's a common thing, and I agree with that. That's the whole thing about Americans, too, like, for the people that aren't from here. We see freedom as freedom to eat as much as we want. It's just pure gluttony, dude. And I think the rest of the world looks at us, and they kind of hate us for that. And they're right to hate us for that. It's ridiculous. Because we, we see freedom in this country as freedom to overindulge, and there's no amount of, like, control being applied to the majority of the population. And it's not aesthetic. And it starts in the household, dude. I think a lot of people have have just, you know, turned the blind eye to, like, their children and kind of just let them get away with whatever. And I I think back in the day when a teacher was able to correct a a child, you know, another person's child, that was when there was, like, peak fucking discipline. And I think we've gotten away from discipline as a whole and just let bygones be bygones. And that's – you're welcoming so much Hellenistic attributes at that point. You know, something like – I've been thinking about it a little bit. I remember watching like Fight Club or, you know, 1999. They're talking about wearing the tie and that was like a ball and chain. It was kind of like a servile thing. But I started thinking about it, man. I'm like, we got away from that. Now everybody looks like a slob. I mean, was it really that bad to have a tie? No. Like it, it honestly was very aesthetic. It was a peacocking thing. You go back in time, everybody was wearing things like that. And if you look at the patterns of history... When civilizations are on the rise, the guy is brutal physically. Like, he's he's brutal physically, but he's well-dressed. Like, I was watching Master and Commander, uh, Far Side of the World. You got this captain on a ship, Blackjack. He's perfectly dressed. He's immaculate. He's, like, 
steering this thing through a like a storm. He's it's just they're badassery. You, you look at the English soldiers with their red coats marching in unison, just like slaying guys well dressed. Where are these guys at? And that's where I kind of differ with that. I'm like, we've all kind of got away from that. But if you look at amazing societies, they're all well dressed and physical. Yeah. Even the fruitiest frog in the Patriot was proud of his dress. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to die well dressed, right? And they were like, okay, awkward, but they allowed it because he was like, you could, there's no argument there. Hell yeah, you can die well dressed, man. Yeah. And that, that's the whole Walmart ethos we're in, man. You go everywhere and you're like, and I know California is bad, like with that. It's, you know what upsets me, man, the most about men's fashion is they got this weird fascination with the uh, capris. Oh, you know, it's like you can't escape it. It's uh, it's in the gym. It's uh, you know, business casual wedding wedding attire. Elastic pants. Stop wearing elastic joggers. I want to know why y'all got these flood pants on and what the fuck for. Your ankles aren't that pretty. Nah, like yeah, take those capris and shove them up your fucking ass. Hopefully that's goes away quick. That was intense. No, I'm done. Like I hate that. I hated that shit on my girlfriend when I was in middle school. I was like, take those fucking stupid Capri pants, jeans, and throw them out. Yeah, that was a woman thing. Yeah, yeah that was a woman thing. Now it's a man thing. I see him in the gym. I'm like, you look like a fucking clown, dude. What about like, the guys normalizing it, getting the clear gloss on their nails? I think that's ridiculous. Why, why do men need to wear tights under their shorts? What is that all about? It's funny you say, I think it's like a lack of masculinity. Like, there's no fathers, right? And he's talking about the whole nail thing. Weird. I'm purely trying to understand modern fashion because it baffles me how fucking stupid these people look. No, I, I think... And they pay out the ass you, to wear this fancy-ass shit. You got to think, if your father was there, would you go get your nails painted? He would yeah, be, if he I would beat wanted your him ass. to slit my throat, of yeah. course. And yeah, would he allow you to wear capri? He would allow you to wear capri pants. It's weird. My my dad years ago, dude, years ago, I remember him telling me once. He's like, I had shorts on. He's like, he said something to me like, boys wear shorts, men wear pants, and that for some reason I'm like, I you, think he's you right. Know that's in a Tom Petty song too. So, really? Is it? Yeah, it so is. I started wearing freaking pants, dude, all the time. I get I stopped wearing shorts because I'm like, I think he's right. Like a little kid running around a playground. It was wearing shorts, so I don't wear them as much as I used to. Like, literally ever, because of that, we'll always wear pants, man. I'm like, and I think you have an older guy that tells you these things. Like, don't wear capris, man. That's weird. Don't paint your nails, man. That That's not normal. How can we reestablish these norms? Because I fucking hate these capri pants. And like, I see it on good men. And I just ask, like, what the fuck? Like, I swear to God, if Tim Tebow wears capris, I'm going to fucking shit the bed, man. Like, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, my, my take on that is if I see anybody wearing capris or pedal pushers or whatever the fuck you want to call them, they're not a good man. They're a fucking beta well, bitch. Okay, you, you, I see a lot of these affluent, you know, well-off, articulate men, you know, that be it, you know, Fox News, ESPN, whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. They have a nice, well-put-together suit, and they're wearing fucking sneakers. What yeah. the fuck is that, man? Get yourself some respectable fucking shoes. Yeah, you, Why are you man, wearing fucking sneakers with a fucking $2,000 suit? I think every man should have like a pair, a nice pair of black dress shoes and brown dress shoes. You don't have to go extravagant. Just one or the other. Yeah. Or, get, or better yet, get some Gucci's. Get some Gucci fucking loafers and quit 
looking like a fucking idiot. Like, I swear to God, Dan Mullen, the coach of the Florida Gators, he's wearing Jordans with a suit. Yeah, that's the whole Jordan thing. And, and the Jordans, man, I fell off that a long time ago. I had the Jordans in the 90s when I was a little kid. And I had the, the white 23s. I think they're the fives. And I had the blacks with the, the reflective tongue. Like I, And we were so crazy back then. We would wear one black and one white. I was fortunate <laughs> enough to have that as a kid. My mom was cool. She bought me a lot of clothes. But I think they've, they've held that over. But now the Jordans, I'm like, dude, you know they're made in a sweatshop. They're like $2 to make. Like there's no, there's no esteem there. There's no prestige in sweatshop shoes. I agree. I think it's on its way out, man. I think it's played out and you you see it more and more with, uh, like, I hate talking about something so silly and stupid, but like men's shoe fashion is getting like minimalist and it's like, wow. Okay. Next step. Quit wearing sneakers with suits. Like any kind of obsession over shoes or any kind of like collectible dude just quit it already the jordans dude you waiting for a shoe to drop and your teeth just like dripping with like your your obsession yeah it's disgusting dude focus on your children or like your lady bro or, or your job yeah master something bro stop waiting for a fucking new colorway to come out of your new fucking jordan sevens or whatever the fuck the case may be dude that's so weird bro you're literally waiting for a 50 cent shoe to come out to overpay to change your life it's so stop it's, it, dude. It's feminine, dude. It's it's stop basically it. the guys are raised by women. Were, were, they think it's okay. Any older guy, if you did that, I think he would slap you in the back of the head. Like you go back a generation, like what are you gay? And they try like, to convince you, know? you they're really like, bro, come on, they're so cool, aren't they? It's like no, I, I literally I can't see what you're seeing, dude. I'm sorry, but get that out of my face me, right now. Me me on the shoe thing, it's like you got to go classic Chuck Taylors. I'm literally wearing Chucks from no, 2017, well, bro. Those are I don't etern- give a fuck. Those are eternal. And then, you know, if you're going to go out, dress shoes black or brown. That's it. And I think you you have to see the style you want in reality. So if you want reality to change, like, stylish-wise, you have to kind of, like, put on the outfits every once in a while and be out. And every man should own a full suit. Every man should have a suit. If you don't have one and you have Caprice, exchange. Or at least, you know, dress pants and a dress shirt. You don't Something. Have to, you don't have to have the blazer, man. I mean, have I just, a fucking blazer. Like, well... You're so cheap so, now. Nobody wears there's them. There's no excuse. Like 50 if bucks. You, if you, yeah, if you walk... To even get tailored, they're like nothing. Right. But to get a nice suit is not cheap. There's like, discounts for it. We, we, got, we got suits that one day for like nothing and they were yeah. like $500 suits. We got them for like 70 bucks. It's true. Yeah, I bought two. Um, Back to California. Um, how, how have you seen the demographics kind of change over time since you were, you know, conceived there? Obviously, you've seen things change over time. I haven't really seen it change at all. No? To be honest, yeah. Do you go back quite often? All the time, as much as I can. Really? Actually, I can never, I can never go back to uh, California. I just can't do it. What, what uh, region do you hail from? Modesto. Okay, so, yeah, same shit, different flavor. Yeah, SoCal, I, I just, um, I weep for it because... There's more and more people fleeing to this region and they're not doing anything to sustain it. They're doing the exact opposite. They're trying to absolutely destroy it. um, I I try to keep up with California politics and right now they're passing these taxes to uh, carpool lane taxes. The goal in San Diego County, they want to take the 3% of the people that use public transit to 10% of the people. And that'll never fucking happen. That's an unrealistic goal. Especially so, in a city like that. It's oh, it's, it's very spread out. And they're 
pretty much on an island, man. I yeah. mean, they're, you know, South Mexico and everything north is the rest of California. And it's very difficult to build freeways because you're going to piss off the tree huggers. I'm not going to lie. It's a beautiful land between San Diego and Orange County. It has to be developed. And it, it kills me because, you know, God has blessed us, America, with all these beautiful natural resources that all of a sudden we can't touch. It's like the old adage, like, smoke them if you got them. Well, we'll be damned if we fucking smoke any of this shit ever at this point. It, uh, it, it breaks my heart. And I really don't see it playing out in our favor the way they want to push all this green energy. You know, they, they say it they're going to... didn't gonna- under Obama... He put all that money towards the solar and the windmills and everything, and all those companies went bankrupt. They took the money and ran, and I don't think we're any more energy efficient from that time than we are now. And I always say this. I talked to an SRP lady one time, and she said the whole solar thing is a is – a, is a, It's a pipe dream. Yeah, it's not, it's it's, not it's feasible. It's a pipe dream, and, you know, it's – power outages are nothing new. I mean, we experienced this under Gray Davis in the 90s. You know, the Californians have been conditioned to feel this way. We're privileged to have power. And it's it's come to a point where we're supposed to believe that EVs are going to bail us out of the whole climate change ordeal. We can't even support existing infrastructure as is. And I don't see any EV stations being built. Well, I, I tell you what. And I, I, I didn't expect any EV stations to be built. It's all a scam. If, if these fucking lefties saw how their how their fucking cobalt and their copper was mined for all these lithium and their lithium for all these electric vehicles they would fucking shit a brick go go just go, all you have to do is google search it oh better yet the, the disposal the, of the, it the, the, mines, the batteries are through yeah and the, the mines are crazy I not, not that I give a shit. Like, I'll burn rubber all fucking day. Like, dude, honestly, I'm going to take my fucking V and drive it in the fucking ocean just out of spite. Like, fuck you, Newsome. Eat a dick. Take this fucking Cadillac up your ass. He's like V12 supercharged. It's not too late. I can throw a supercharger on it before I two fucking mi- put it to Two miles to the gallon. Yeah. I don't care if I pay $8 a gallon. Dude, how, how much hydrocarbons can I fuck Newsome with, huh? It's America right there. That's dude, an American it, here, saying. Here, here's a trick, too. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't pass a smog, go to your local O'Reilly or any nice, friendly auto store and buy a shit called Guaranteed to Pass. It's like fake piss for your car. It'll help you pass the smog test. And this is the thing, piggybacking on that. It's not saying that we don't like nature. You should steward nature. You should have dominion over it. But the problem is that these guys are, we're giving them millions and billions of dollars and they're not doing that. They're just taxing us more and they're not giving us anything in return. And to me, population is the biggest contributor to pollution, but they don't stop anybody from coming over the border. So what, what are we talking about here? The carbon footprint is just getting larger yeah. and larger and larger. As we so take they don't really the, care about honestly, nature. Honestly, the carbon footprint is the queerest fucking bullshit I've ever fucking heard. It's all a fucking ruse. No, it literally sounds gay as fuck. Like, the carbon footprint. Like, think about it on a macro scale. Where the fuck's China in this situation, huh? Yeah, Who India. are the biggest emitters? In China India. and India. Yep. Where, where's the... And, and we rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. Why the fuck would we even bother? Who the fuck gives a fuck? If you break it down, the percentages of which countries contribute what gases, we're a drop in the freaking bucket, yeah. man. It, it is to cripple the Western world... It is all part of the Chicom globalist takeover. 
is played out. At this point, it's like, now what? So, you know, do I need to, you know, have a barcode on my wrist and I shine it so I can get from here to California again? I mean, that that's like, gotta be like three, four years away tops at this rate. No, like, I agree. Under this current administration, like, I, and they talk about it. They, they use this COVID shit as a guise for what they're really gonna ramp down your throat. It's two part. It's COVID and climate change. And they're both freaking absolute hoaxes. I can't help but to feel like 89% of public just submits to it. And it's like, no, we can resist. We can call on their bullshit. We don't have to buy EVs. And honestly, I'd say save the hoopties. Go out, buy all the old BMWs. Go buy all the old BMWs. Save them. I agree. Nurture them. I agree. Mad you Max can, you out can, here. You could put a half million miles on a fucking N54 motor, man. Do it. Or 78 El Camino I have in my I, fucking... I agree. I, I sold a Chevy uh, C10 77. I'm like very upset about that because I'm like, I want an old vehicle like that now because I just as a revolt against the modern world, like you don't want me to burn gasoline, I'm going to burn it. Because just because you say you don't want me to at this point, like any kind of revolt we can do, it's like, and he's right. They're not, our population is so small, 330 million. You got billions on the other side of the planet. They're like burning coal, like 24 hours a day. We are dropping the bucket. We cannot help. But we pay the most. Yes, I know. Oh, we'll, we'll pay everything. We'll pay dearly. Adrian, I think it goes back to demolition, man. We just got to start fucking kicking ass, man. <laughs> just stepping on motherfuckers, too. Isn't there somebody you have to kill? Edgar, friendly. <laughs> we're, all, we're literally living in a proverbial underground with Edgar, friendly. We're like, we just want to eat burgers. We want to drive our V8s. We want to have freedom of speech. We just want these simple, inalienable rights that Jefferson wanted to give us. And these guys don't want to give it to us. And we're like, no, we're the Americans. We're the last of the Americans. We're going to go down swinging. And we understand the Republic's not here particularly anymore. But we're, we're still going to be like, nope, we got the Constitution. And we're going to we're going to try to steward that what's left of it as much as we can. Well, they well look that- what the left has done to denigrate the Constitution no, in recent memory. They try to downplay it like it's no longer relevant. I mean, it's more relevant now than ever. They think these guys are stupid. Jefferson and Washington and that generation had the highest IQs ever produced out of Western civilization. They know that from studying the handwriting and also because of the genetic and environmental pressures. The left always talks about epigenetics. These guys were on a high level of epigenetics. So they had the most profound ideas. And then you look at the ages of these men, John Adams, all these guys. A lot of these guys were in their 20s, dude. When they come out with these ideas, it it was amazing what they did. And we're trying to act from our lens in the future, like we're more intelligent than them and we're progressing past them. I'm like, no, you guys don't hold a candle to these men. I, I may dis- disagree on some of the leftist tendencies of Jefferson. All in all, he, he had a great idea to form a, a new country. And I think that the left now, the modern left, is way out on another. Uh, they're playing basketball where we're playing football. It's not even in the same arena of thought. I absolutely agree with you. I think we're caught up on recognizing instead of creating. You know, we, we recognize what's going on where most people don't. You know, it, it consumes our daily lives. You know, it's propaganda. It, it's blasted nonstop. Real thing is, you know, what are we going to create? What are we going to do? What are we going to do to lead things forward? And that's that's another thing is like, so it was guys on the right-minded spectrum. Charlie put a good point. Like, where do we go from here? Like that's that's the big picture question. War. 
We can do war, obviously. Succession. Something, something I, I'm particularly good at. <laughs> I've always said I'm always for secession too. I, I've I've said like now at this state in empires, usually stuff starts to balkanize and break up. So I think that people should advocate, get on their local level, try to form groups and um Anticipate a collapse, probably. It, it makes sense with all the hatred for Robert E. Lee gets these days. Now they don't like the secessionists too much. Yeah, they're tearing down all the statues. They tore down Jefferson a couple weeks ago. My parents are graduates of Robert E. Lee High School. They don't like them. Yeah, they tore down, they tore down <laughs> Robert E. Lee. They changed it to Riverview. Oh, that was in California, huh? That was in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was our country. And and I heard they were going to give $100,000 to get the statue of Robert E. Lee. Instead, they donated it to an African-American museum to be melted down at their discretion. And this is what I say about the statues, taking down the statues. So say if you look at this man, right? You stand there. This guy obviously did something worth accomplishing that he made, had a bronze statue made of him. Why don't you outdo the general? You're going to unhorse the general, but you're not doing anything of worth to outdo the man? This is one of, like, who are you to tear this guy's statue down, man? You're, you're, you're ignoble. Oh, his statue also exhibits the beautiful duality of man because he did not want to go to war. But he he had a strong conviction of what was right. They forced his hand. Yeah. And you talk to any of the blacks that worked on his farm, they'll tell you they had the utmost respect for Robert E. Lee, that he did a lot for them and their families. I don't care what the internet tells you. I wish I had some of the books I donated to Arizona State's library years ago. I probably burned them. Uh, These men were happy to serve under him, many of them black. You know, my family, a lot of them served in the Tennessee 7th Battalion. It was about half and half. They were fighting for sovereignty. You could say it was for slavery. Yeah, that was part of it. There was a lot of variables. They were fighting for states' rights. Yeah, they didn't have an industrial revolution, man. They're out in the freaking sticks. Yeah, they're agrarian. They're, agri- they're, they're they're agrarian cultures, man. Slavery was widespread all over the planet. It, it was, and um, I don't think America gets enough credit for being for the first it. nation for ending slavery. Yeah, and we, I think it po- possibly, I have to look this up, possibly the French, the English next, and us in very quick succession. They talk about the West as being so terrible, but the Western mind, the European mind, did not start slavery. It's, it, it's ancestral and it's ancient, but the European mind under Christianity did end slavery. We were the first on the planet to end it and make it immoral and make it out of fashion. And we're not giving the credit for that. And I, I think that's something that people don't understand. We can't undo the deeds of our ancestors, but we can take credit for that part, that we were the ones that ended it, but we don't get enough credit for that. I, I would take credit for what my ancestors did, because as far as we know, in world history, no other culture ever did that. No, and that's the thing. But they keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And, and the best that Jefferson and them could do was a free society. Now, at the time that that was all going on, culturally, we weren't there at that point to have a totally egalitarian society. But we're, we were working towards that. And now we passed a free society. Now we're going to a, an authoritarian state where the government tells us exactly what to feel, what what. Well, races are oppressed. Which ones are doing the oppressing? I mean, it's just madness now. Well, is, is that combined with the uh, the technocracy? Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. really, I mean, the, the big push for five G. You see all these towers coming up. They're gonna have all influence over 
every instance of your life. And it's going to give you worse too with the social credit. The uh, social credit score. I mean, you see it in China. It's alarming. I mean, we, we pretend like, oh, we're above that. We're a public. It's not going to happen to us. Of course that. it's going to happen to us. Like, everything's already in place. They like, you'd be that. stupid not to believe, like, we're immune to this kind of bullshit. Like, we already submitted to COVID. Two weeks to stop the spread. How about that, man? Huh. Those were the days, right? They have the vaccine uh, passports now. Now you can't even yeah. go to public places in some states or cities without the confirmation that you've taken the jab. I think that's that's a, a reach into your personal mm. medical history. And I don't know if Jerry's gotten vaccinated for fucking smallpox or any other vaccination that's um, not. Ma- I don't want to say mandatory, but that you get, you know, in your early years. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I basically me. I vaccinated smallpox. That's o- it. The opposite. Yes. He's got the hat to prove it. If you've never seen, <laughs> if you've never seen Black Mirror, Black Mirror on Netflix. Because it, it literally fucking just points out to what we're well, they already into today. And that's the thing. These guys that are running the show, they, they literally tell you what they're going to do. And they like mock you with it. They're like, check this out, this show. And then it, you watch it. You're like, that's kind of odd. But they, then they do it to you like a year later. Like they literally, it's like a humiliation ritual. Oh, even even Gavin Newsom said it himself. It's some sort of a dimmer switch. And sometimes it turns on and. The COVID comes. It's like, yeah, you guys are just wanking the freaking dimmer switch, and we're the freaking idiots believing there's a problem. It's well, like, you know, you know what? How healthy and sane society would be if nobody listened to the mainstream media narrative. I swear to God, I asked my dad. I was ten years old. Y two K two thousand. I asked him. I was like, everyone's freaking out. Should I be concerned about this? He said, No. Don't listen to anything that news tells you. They're full of shit. And I haven't since. And you know what? I live a carefree, happy lifestyle. I know better. And my heart goes out to the people that actually invest energy into these narratives. I, I the, the biggest, I, I think even bigger than COVID is climate change. That's got to be the biggest crock of shit. And Ooh. I remember, I remember I, at Arizona State, man, I was a freshman. I was crippled. I broke my ankle, you know, like probably my first week there. Crutch all over campus and shit like a freaking dumbass, and it's like 115 degrees. <laughs> and I had this professor, and we used to chain smoke together. And he took me under his wing. He said, Son, the biggest threat to your generation is going to be this bullshit fucking climate change. And they're going to bleed you fucking dry. And I looked at him, and he had such a strong conviction. And the man also drove a, a M3 Vert. So I was also inclined to believe him there. I was like, man, this guy's a glutton for punishment. Like, he can take some fucking abuse. He's still got that E36 in three. <laughs> and he was fucking right about everything, man. It is the biggest steal. It is the biggest fucking steal. And you look at all the people, man. You look at all these fucking assholes in Congress. Where's their money at? Where's their fucking money at? Man, it's all on climate change. It's no secret. Like, are they really doing us a favor? They're going to clean the earth. And I look at all these fucking liberal friends of mine. I'm like, you're so fucking brainwashed, man. Just admit you are a puny nothing in the world of Mother Nature. No matter what you do, no matter what all of us collectively do, Mother Nature is going to take a fat, steamy dump on us. That's true. It will shake us off like a dog with fleas. It, it, Mother Nature is the humbler of all humblers. Man, I'll tell you, you take your big shit, you take the Titanic out on that bitch. 
And you can tell me what happened on Titanic. Maybe that was force. Maybe it wasn't. Either way, Mother Nature tossed it. No, it's true. And that that's the thing about it. And you could say there were some good men. There were some free thinkers on that Titanic. Well, that's that why they went down because of they, they're all those guys on the Titanic. Everybody kind of knows Google that. They're all against the Federal Reserve being implemented. So they had to go. Astor, John Astor, and all these guys. They they happened to be on the Titanic. Yeah, the world's richest man that was against the Feds being created for control of the currency, the fiat. Unsinkable, right? You know who yeah. owned? You know who owned the Titanic? J.P. Morgan. Yeah, exactly. You know who? You know who J.P. Morgan uh, is is now considered? Chase Bank. Chase Bank is uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, yeah, that's, go down that that's, rabbit hole. That's his uh, uh, baby. And if you look at the demographics of each bank and where they're located conveniently on like prominent corners, uh, there, there's a lot of real estate that they own. And I, I don't know what they do at banks or why they need that real estate or the structure, but it seems a bit odd if you want to dive down that rabbit hole. Thank you, thank you for that, Robin. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. You don't have to be a genius to connect the dots. And the weird thing about going back to climate change is I was watching an interview with uh, Dan Pena. He's this billionaire from Scotland. He's pretty cool. And he's kind of motivational speaker kind of guy. And he was saying something that's so common sense. Like if climate change is real, how are they building all these new oceanfront properties and these big high rises right next to the ocean in Florida? How are they getting the loans? How are they getting the insurance for the buildings? Because these guys, you know, anything that has to do with money, they're not going to let go of money easily. So if it was true and they had verifiable science that it was true, they would never allow them to build these buildings. Well, they are. So that should tell you they're full of shit. Something's off. Either they don't know the variables or it's totally false. Well, One the, of the two. There's no benchmark. There's no true benchmark. Everything is just an assumption. I mean, really, you think about it. It's like, well, hasn't the earth always gotten hotter than colder and rinsed and repeated over yeah. and over again? And I, that's, that's how this shit works out, man. I mean, it's it's the equalizer. Mother Nature is the equalizer. And she get hot, she get cold, and she runs shows. That's it. It's I, that simple, man. I, like, really, I don't want to sound ghetto about it, but it's like, dude, let me break it down for you freaking idiots. The Earth's going to get... And that's why they changed it from yeah. global warming to climate change, because she's unpredictable. Yeah, there's the variables are too extreme, I think. And you you get into chaos theory where you have that was kind of like the thing I think where they have two planetary bodies, like you have two moons orbiting a planet, right? You can you can quantify their their pass like mathematically. Now you you add a third planetary body or a moon satellite, and now all of a sudden their their orbits are eccentric and you can't quantify them mathematically. So you're telling me because that's three bodies. Now you're gonna go to to all the variables on a planet with climate, like so, you, if you're in a Gulf of Mexico, that affects uh, the Gulf of India. That affects the Sahara Desert. So you have like one billion variables. You're telling me you're going to quantify that, but you can't quantify the trajectory of three satellites orbiting a planet correctly, and that is tantamount to chaos theory. So I call bullshit on that. Also, I agree with them on the population. There's too many people. We're putting out a lot of CO2. That's common sense. But what is it going to do to us? I don't know. And I think they're full of shit. And that's where I think it's a money grab because I don't think they know either. That They, they, they see a way to grift and they're grifting like on another it, level. It's a planetary grift. Hey, let, let's ask a basic question here. Is CO2 a legitimate problem? 
No, we talked about that earlier because in the past you believe about the dinosaurs and all the, they, they know from the plants that they've dug up from the fossils that it's they had a higher more. level of CO2 plants eat CO2 or they consume it and then they, they release oxygen. You so if you greener, have more CO2, you have a greener plant with more yeah, CO2 yes. on that planet. I would be more worried about like overfishing or, or things like this matter, like maybe going into environments that shouldn't be touched. I, there's so many other things they can do. They can re like replant uh, indigenous plants, uh, make sure that the wildlife is still in, in place. They could do these things, but taxing us and putting in fucking all these like solar and things that aren't, they, they don't work and they know they don't, it's not going to work. That's why I'm so brash and angry about it. Because yeah. it's just absolute nonsense. No, it, yeah. it, it pisses me off, dude. Like, I, just, is, I just want to be left alone. And I want to milk the resources God bless this country with. I want oil. Drill, baby, drill. You know, true. smoke them if you got them. Every adage, man, give me that shit. I want every edge against the Chai Kong globalists I got. I agree. Because we're laying down to them. We're saying, hey, you know what? Paris Accord. That's all us. You guys go ahead and have fun. And we pay for it all. We're, we're laying down. I mean, good God. And they don't do any, any more submissive. It just makes me sick, man. And they don't do it either. And that's the thing. They don't do it, but we're taking the hit. Plus we pay for it. And like you said, we're not energy independent under, under orange man. We're energy independent. Now our gas is like six a, a gallon, right? Somewhere like that. And we have our own oil reserves. We have Alaska. We have, we have a means to be off of foreign oil. So we, 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 could we could literally tell OPEC to go fuck themselves. We just fucking drill. Like, California has so much goddamn oil. They don't fucking drill. Long Beach is a oil minefield. There's so much goddamn oil. Yeah. And there's true. so many fucking idiots that live there. I mean, if just take a two-minute walk down downtown long beach and you'll be sick to yourself you're like these people are freaking freaks i don't want to be here that's all metropolis california at this point man cosmopolitan yeah, the cosmo lifestyle you, you got fucking uh men in caprice one with beards i mean babe if you're into that it's a good time everything looks so run down in california it looks sad dude it looks really sad and they're like no that's just like the feng shui here now it's just run down well, everybody has to buy vintage clothes because they can't afford new clothes we've talked about that before yeah it's it's you, it's bad you, out there you, you want to see it crumble i guarantee you there's not going to be roadway infrastructure getting a single dollar of taxpayer money ever again i believe that actually it's sad dude california is so nasty you got the homeless people living under the underpasses there's piss bottles like we've talked about on Sunset Boulevard. It's nasty. There's literally people on Sunset Boulevard. I, I took my lady down there. We went to the wax museum because her brother lives out there. So we went to go see him. We hung out with him and he was like, oh, let's go do the touristy stuff. So we did the touristy stuff. And um, as we were walking down, my lady got on the other side of me and I, I didn't know what she was you know, standing on the other side of me for. And as I looked up, she's seen a group of people that she's heard about. And I didn't know what group of people she was talking about. But it's the black and Israeli people that are against white people. They hate white people and they gather on Sunset Boulevard and they, they talk and they... I don't know if they reminisce or what, what they're doing, but they're coming up with plans or something against whitey. And I, I thought it was interesting. And she was like, do some research on them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But they literally gather in public. They don't care. They're going to speak their piece. And and as you're looking at this group of, of, of Israeli 
black people, you also hear a fucking uh, um, a dirt bike going down Sunset Boulevard. It's nasty. It's it's literally like Mad Max. It was it was like dystopian. And then you got the Mexican lady, like seventeen of them selling hot dogs, and and they're grilling on the street. And it's just like actually that is not appealing whatsoever. And anybody that says different is you're an enemy of the state. Let's segue into hate for Whitey. What about all these cultural studies or cultural programs they're putting in at these companies where through epigenetics, just the presence of white people is causing health problems for minorities? These guys are creating a whole science. I mean, they don't have true north. They don't have father figures or their mothers that beat the piss out of them and they're addicted constructs to drugs. I mean, really, like, honestly, Larry Elder encapsulated this so perfectly. And that's why the left, particularly LA Times, called him the black-white supremacist. Because he went out there and said, blacks can help themselves. You know, we can have nuclear families where blacks have fathers and we could do better for our communities if we have male influences with our youth, you know, and there's other ways to achieve that through sports and school. You know, you got good teachers. Like, I'm all for that. It's a reformatting of the family. Yeah. And uh, the left, particularly the Marxist left, absolutely hates that. And they want to denigrate it and destroy it, which I understand because look at our country. Where did Kamala Harris come from? I mean, Joe Biden's not running the country. Let's be real. It goes much deeper than that. We're seeing this Marxist rhetoric shoved down everyone's throat. You got the 1619 crap. You got the Lincoln Project. Why don't we just take a minute to think about what MLK said? Judge a man on his content of character, not his skin color. Free society. Yeah. That shouldn't I mean, matter. I, I, it, it shouldn't it, matter it, in a free society. It should not matter. And it's like, are we really free anymore if everybody's like quantifying everything by color? What, what they want to do yeah. is they want to classify. They want to classify and put us into little boxes, man. And like literally and figuratively like they want to put us in little skyscrapers like china well also they want they, us they, to they be... don't want us to travel freely anymore that's what this whole ev push is all about they don't want us to roam around free anymore it's like when you're, you're free and you can roam you're inspired you think yeah it's spiritual it, it is spiritual yeah. you see the sunrise you see the sunset you're inspired you're fucking knocking a thousand miles a day it feels good you're like you wow, realize I'm out here in the you shit you realize that you're a human on this planet and that you're a divine being inhabiting a physical form and they don't want that they want us all autonomous they want to knock down the reason why they're on the whites is because they vote for freedom they're more they're more solar or they believe in the divine rights more they're not as servile they don't want the government to take care of them Secondly, going back to your point, they're always talking about white supremacy, white supremacy. There's no white guy that gets up, washes his face in the morning, looks in the mirror and says, I'm part of a supreme race. That doesn't happen. The whites have their own attributes and so do the other races. And it's nonsense that people are saying that. The whites don't want to rule over anybody, man. I'm sorry to tell you that. They don't. And they just want to live a free experience on this planet like any other uh, population does. And they they keep pushing that on on whites. And I'm like, man, they... It's not It's not good because it's not true. I, I agree. The American psychos are definitely few and far between. Yeah. The, the Christian bales for clarification. And that, that's kind of like going back to that, man. They keep they keep kind of... Uh, it's no different. Yeah, they keep pushing it out there, like putting all this propaganda. We're The white guys are responsible for the health problems of the minorities. It's like, we're trying to exist, man. We're not really trying to affect you. And you're, 
you don't think you're affecting us stressfully talking about this for years and years and years? Like our our epigenetics is actually flaring up. Too. I mean, then don't, you, got don't the, you find it a little flattering though that they, they, we could do all no, that? No, dude, because you place. got the Dungeons and Dragons guys <laughs> yeah, are living dude, in like, mom's. What do you think? Yeah. If, if, did I just become a Greek god that yeah. I control the fucking weather? Like, dude, like who should I fucking smite in the ass? Dude? Like, I'm going for juicy small egg. But I was like, this is such a fraud. Just like January six, man. The, you know, let's, let's speak. Let's speak on that a point, dude. Let's point that out. The January six guys are still fucking in jail, dude. Maximum security prison. for what, dude? They're getting shit on for what, dude? Like, man, ha- I mean, they, think- they're not insurrectionists. They no. didn't get arrested for an insurrection, trespassing or something. What are they arrested for? For what? Who knows? It's yep. political prisoners, dude. Plain and simple, yeah, political yeah. prisoners in the United States. Political prisoners in the United States. I, These guys should not be in jail, dude. I want everyone to rewatch that if you can and see what they did wrong because I watched it live on C-SPAN. I was sick. I stayed home that day and I watched fucking C-SPAN because I sent something fruity was going on. And you see this one black Capitol police cop going, ooh. Oh, and he's retreating up the stairs and they got the camera on him. Well, he's even like telling him to come in. Yeah, and then you can see they open the gates. They open the gates to go in. And these people are not Trump supporters. It's irrelevant. They're not patriots. They're going in there. And you can hear them and see them looking at each other. Put on your mask. You gotta wear your mask. I'm like, I've never heard a Trump supporter or a patriot say, on your fucking mask put on your fucking mask you can see it man it all it I, I would say it's hollywood it's bollywood it's like some crappy ass indian like c-minus flick that they fed to us it's all any it's absolute crap man and it set a trap and, and then it was the, a good the one. asshole out of bakersfield what is it uh mccarthy he comes on with a can speech like 10 minutes into the, oh, we should be uh, so careful. Our democracy is so fragile. I'm like, you're a fucking rat. You're a rhino piece of shit. All, honestly, all the Republicans in Congress are rhino all pieces of, of shit. I, I really, I don't trust a single one of those assholes. I think they're all bought. And I agree. you know what? All the money's come from the same source. It's coming from asshole technocrats, tricom globalists. Take your pick. What the fuck? Like, they all have the fucking axe to play in this game. No, I agree. And that, the thing about it, what's weird is like, they always say democracy, democracy, democracy. We're not a democracy. We're we're a republic, which is a rule of law, not, not a rule of the individual. Because if anybody talks to any normal person, people are not very intelligent on average. So we democracies don't normally work because they end up, everybody knows by now we have the internet, it's mob rule. Republic is, is based on laws. So the democracy thing is straight Marxism. So when you hear that, that's a dog whistle for they want to bring in mob rule, which they've been very efficient in doing. And that's exactly why January 6th happened in the first place. No, and they set a really good trap. I, I got to give it to these leftists, dude. That was that was pretty good. And then they got they got the our side to kind of, or guys that at least on the right side, the whole spectrum of the right, to walk right into that and get caught up. Now these guys are political prisoners for going into the Capitol building, which is the building of the people. That's our building. So why, why have a rally that same day right in front of the Capitol? I, I don't think that was a very smart move move and i think that that was an easy soft target to to have a trap as such it was a false flag my thing is they had the trump that trump rally trump had a rally that day he was talking and then all of those people went and partook 
are were at least present. You're absolutely right. On the other side of the Capitol. That's dumb. I mean, it, it was only to further denigrate the right. Right. And polarize them and make them look evil. It it was you know, not a good idea. In I, hindsight, I don't think that was very smart yeah, to but do. What, I, I don't, honestly, I, I'm all for it. I don't think they did a goddamn thing wrong. Alex Jones was there. He was holding the line. He was saying, hey, don't rush them. We need peaceful resistance. And that's what I saw. And I saw this make-believe bullshit on C-SPAN. It, it was just it was just a phony production. It honestly made me sick. I went right there. I put it on social media. I was like, this is a fraud. This is a fraud. What you see and what you will hear from here on out is made up. Everything the media says, the opposite. And I talked to people yeah. and they're like, well, it's Fox News. And I'm like, let me get this straight, right? I, I don't even watch the news particularly. But the thing is like, okay, so say Fox News or Newsmax is like, counterpoint to the point of 95,000 other news agencies. So they're the problem. Like this is the logic these people use. So you have one news organization that has a different opinion and they're the bad part. Like, are you that brainwashed to know that these news corporations are owned by like five or six guys and they all work together against your interests, but you're going to believe them. That's the, that's what these guys are swallowing. I'm like, if you, now if you look, you, you see, okay, Soros is connected, Maxwell, Epstein. Like we talked about it earlier, all these guys know each other and they're all trying to retain some kind of power and they'll own these news organizations. So you're going to sit there and think that these guys are going to tell you the truth. And if, if you're going against a, a, one side, the whole spectrum of the right that mostly votes for freedom and you're going to take those guys out of the play, you now you're going to be servile, plain and simple. What at this point does it matter with the uh, the newly implemented mail-in ballots? I don't think it matters. You can just rig that shit however the fuck you feel like. And also the illegals being allowed to uh, vote in New York. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I got a hint to the left because they really hedge their bets. Like, kudos to them. Like they are excellent. no, I respect them, dude, for that because yeah, they they're out they in the streets. Excellent manipulators, and yeah. they won the steal the vote. They won the steal the vote. And also, I, I don't, I don't know. And you know what else is kind of strange that plays into this is that the USPS, the postal workers, are exempt from the vaccine. All of them are. All of those those state. Why, why do you think they gotta keep nice and spry and healthy and sprinkle all those mail-in ballots out there, man? And the weird thing is the left was always crying about Russian collusion and foreign interference, oh, but they'll at, allow at, illegals to vote. Schiff won't even acknowledge it. He's got the beady, crazy little eyeballs and yeah. pencil neck, son of a bitch. He's a psycho, man. And you know what? Right or left, all these people are whack jobs. But you, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm not the best judge of character, but sometimes you can just look at a motherfucker and know they're psychotic. Adam Schiff, you look at him, it's like, I would never trust that motherfucker with anything that revolved around my life. And the thing that's crazy about him, when you look at the communists or the, the, the super leftists, they always have a like dead eye look. Like, oh, they, you, like they, they lost they their no soul, soul decades ago. Yeah, they have no soul, dude. They've Man. been robbed yep. willingly. They sold their soul to the fucking devil. And I think that's a that's a common trait of like leftists. I don't know what that is, but I, I think there's levels of awareness of consciousness and i think sorry to say the leftist man i don't think they are understanding reality correctly and it's reflected in the way they look and their the way their eyes look there's no gleam of intelligence there it's just like automaton like a robot pro like it's a biological robot being programmed and the, and the media just feeds them and then they just go by those marching orders and if you ever have a debate with the leftist they'll say this like the same 13 pre-programmed 
responses. Like, it's white supremacy. It's in institutional racism. It's systematic uh, socioeconomic things. It's like you can go down the list, it, and that's exactly I, I, what they I say. The next time they say white privilege, say, give me a tangible piece on how that is actually white privilege. And they can't. And they'll say, you're so privileged, you're blind. You can't even see. You don't even know. I'm like, no, I'm pretty white. I'm pretty aware of who I am as a person and where I sit in society. And I'd like to know how I can better myself to be less privileged. Why the fuck would I want to do that anyway? And this is the crazy thing, too, when you go into that. In any cosmopolitan setting, you walk around as a white guy, you're outnumbered by 10 to 1. Oh, they hate you. Well, you're you're not you're not really represented in Phoenix. You can go to where Gilbert, maybe East Apache Junction, maybe North Scottsdale, but everywhere else, if you're a normal white guy, you you're outnumbered by ten to one. Are you talking about like a, just a proud normal just, white man? Just a normal white guy. You're 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 basically outnumbered by everybody. You're in the super minority. So it's like, how can you be privileged when you're like super outnumbered and and hated and vilified? Yeah, we're basically a mutt in a a mix of mutts. Like I don't even I don't even see the privilege or like the race because we're not getting anything out. I of grew it. up with MLK. I grew up with MLK yeah. speeches on cassette saying judge a man by the content of his character and nothing else. We and that's the problem. We bought into that idea fully as Americans. We're like, you know what that sounds you're right. You're racist for doing that now. And now, yeah, now we're racist for buying into that. And then now it's like, we because we have to accept the burden that we caused all the ills in the modern world. And if we don't fess up to that and accept it, then we're bad. We're supremacists. Like, man, we're just trying to live here, man. We don't really want to rock the boat, but I just want to live my life. I don't like that you talk bad about my ancestors. It, it doesn't feel good. And I think we, sh- we should not do that. But they won't allow it. They won't allow it to go that route. And that's where we're at culturally. And I don't know, Charlie, you have anything else to say? What do you think? Wrapping up here. Can we reason with most of these people? No. But I feel like there's a few that we can still reach. Yeah, it's, it's, it's our job and duty to educate them. And I won't stop. I won't stop losing friends. I won't stop trying. I'll be the asshole that fucking presses the issue. No, I'll, be, I'll be the fucking drunk, crazy fucker in Thanksgiving. I'll be like, hey, you know, this is all part of the globalist try to come take over it. And they'll say, I'm crazy. I'll be like, you know what? I hope you're right. I agree with you on that. And you know, this is the thing I, I tell people. I'm like, my friend, he told me, why do you care, Jerry? Why do you even, why do you why, care? Why do you even waste you? your energy on it? And because I told- it's real, dude, because this is the realest shit going on yes. right now, man. Like, I re I I read reread 1984 like I'm rereading it again and I get like three four pages into it I get sick to my stomach because it's just happening I I, I can't even read more than four pages of that book without getting physically ill and and this is the thing he he said well why do you care I'm like I don't know man maybe I'm descended from like sorcerers and kings but I feel like in a leadership position if you know these things and you don't say anything you're ignoble you have no honor because they're if you were in a tribe and they're trying to enslave your tribe and you just allowed it to happen then you have no honor i guess to wrap that up we have the california perspective which charlie had a lot of good points and it's good to have a nice guest in here that can talk about things that arizona natives really don't know i'm honestly honored to be here you guys are awesome and uh well we're glad to have you man we appreciate it you know, I, I just want everyone to pump the brakes a little bit and just sit back and think, like, where are we going and why? That's that's a good sentiment. That being said, for the last episode of the year. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 
Yeah. Um, Happy Yule. Yeah, Yule. Happy Yule. Whatever you believe in. And Saturnalia. Matter. I was going to do a whole episode on that, but I decided, I guess we ran a little too long on this one. But anyways, I'm, uh, I'm Chris. Will. Jerry. Have a good day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. Thank you.